0: One, two, three,
1: four.
0: Monster Movie.
1: Fun Time Go! Monster Movie. Fun
0: Time Go! Monster
1: Movie. Fun Time Go! Monster, Monster
0: movie. movie. Fun Time Go! With Precious D and Honey Bee. Fun Time Go! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this most artsy, and indeed fartsy episode of Monster Movie Funtime Go. This evening, we will be examining a work from the oeuvre of filmateur Jim Jarmusch, Only Lovers Left Alive. Joining me this evening is Caleb Mendez. Welcome to the show, Senor Mendez. Thanks for having me. (laughs) All right, enough of that crap. (laughs) This is definitely... (laughs) The most artsy movie we will be watching, (laughs) this 31 Days of Horror. (laughs) It's another day in 31 Days of Horror. Welcome to Day 15. Caleb, thanks for coming back to the show again.
1: Thanks for having me on. I'm happy to be here.
0: As I said, we're looking at only lovers left alive it is from 2013 it's 123 minutes it's in color directed by jim jarmusch budget of 7 million box office of 7.6 million
1: (laughs) Mm, barely made it back (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes breaking even
0: yeah it stars tilda swinton as eve tom hiddleston as adam Mia or Maya, not sure which, Kaska? Wasikowska as Ava.
1: I can't pronounce her last name either.
0: <laughs> Anton Yelchin, the late Anton Yelchin, as Ian. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright as Dr. Watson. Slimani Daisy as Bilal. John Hurt, love John Hurt as Christopher Marlowe. Yasmin Hamden as Yasmin. She appears to be playing herself and white hills as themselves. Well, I mean right. she's a she's a singer who's playing a singer and she's named Yasmin and the character's named Yasmin so so <laughs> she's not credited as herself but she appears to be playing herself. Yeah, seems so. So, Caleb, first impressions?
1: Um okay, so definitely uh one of the more artsy films uh for uh your show. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh putting it on, I was like, okay, yeah, this is uh this is quite an artsy little movie. But I quite enjoyed it. It was definitely a slow burn of a movie the entire time. Very much a slow ride. <laughs> but I liked it a lot. I loved I, the depiction of the vampires. I thought it was rather rather fun. I liked it as I was watching it. But when I got to the end I was kinda like, What well, that's it? I don't know
0: if I'd even call it a slow burn. I'm not sure it burns.
1: Yeah. But you, no. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> I watched another slow burn the other day. We're not doing it this year, but I, I will mention it. It's a new movie, House of Darkness. Oh, okay. And it is a it is a very slow burn, but then it goes off in the last scene. And I kept expecting that with this movie. I kept expecting there to be a a turn. And uh, there wasn't.
1: Yeah, there was nothing that picked up the pace in this movie. It, I, yeah, I guess you're right. There was no burn about it. It was just a slow <laughs> film.
0: It's, uh, We should say it's about a couple of vampires. And I've seen some bloodless vampire movies before. But this, this is right up there with uh, my mother's dating a vampire for lack of blood. The How- only... <laughs> The only bite from a vampire that happens, happens off camera.
1: Yeah, yeah, it happens off camera, and then we see just the completely drained body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very little vampirism going on, but I guess (laughs) it makes sense for the theme that the movie's kind of going for, this existential Mm -hmm. dread of vampires in the 21st century. Uh, How are they going to fit in? What are we supposed to do? We can't just go around murdering people like we were like we used to uh right (laughs) so yeah it's quite an issue and they have to find different supplies for it uh it's an interesting take
0: this is the opposite of what we see in some vampire movies where some dum dum gets the idea that we should not be lurking in the shadows we should be ruling the world i'm going to do a thing that will make that happen and of course he always gets shut down or or she, whoever the dumb dumb is that tries this crap. There's always some other vampires in the background going, No, no, don't do that. These vampires have decided long ago we're just gonna lay low and just drink what we have to drink. We're not gonna yeah. throw any wild raves with blood in the sprinkler system or anything like that.
1: Yeah, there were no we're vampire sex parties. No vampire yes. sex parties at all.
0: Yes. And I'm not sure there is any vampire sex. I have a thing about vampire sex. I discussed uh, this in do? another episode. I, yeah.
1: Anytime I see it, I I bring up some complications and issues that I have with it as well.
0: Well, yeah, I feel, well, they're dead. Yes. And that's not how they reproduce. They no, not reproduce, they reproduce infectiously. So although they can be sexy and use that to lure in their human victims there shouldn't be any actual intercourse going on. They shouldn't no, be not. producing the any of the stuff that leads to that. Yeah, and not at all. And usually there's a um, an idea that the drinking of the blood is more exciting than that could be anyway. Although sometimes it's just what you got to do. I think in this one there was a little bit of the, the blood was a you know, an addiction, a drug, and an addiction.
1: Yeah, it seemed like O-Negative Blood was uh, a bit <laughs> That's addictive. That's good, the good stuff. That's yeah, the good, the good stuff. stuff. Yeah.
0: So there, these two vampires have been married for centuries, Adam and Eve. I don't think we're meant to believe they're the Adam and Eve, and it does seem that the director named them after the diaries of Adam and Eve from Mark Twain rather than <laughs> the Bible. Yeah, They've been married, but they've been living apart. I think just they need space it doesn't imply that they've had a big fight or anything they just they've been
1: married so long it's okay if they yeah, spend they some have,
0: time apart they
1: have they they need a little bit of space and then adam is this sort of reclusive tortured artist yeah that wants to be at home and make music while eve is very much an extroverted i want to see the world and yeah go and do stuff polar opposites so it kind of makes yeah. sense that they're a little bit separated so they can do right. their own things
0: but they uh they get back to they get together early in the film. Oh, but this is what I was getting to the vampire sex part. I just thought I need to establish that
1: mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> they're
0: married. They're married and they've known each other for a while. But they just seem to like, you know, lay in each other's laps and have a a cuddle or something. And there's a scene where they're lying in bed naked, but they're lying apart from each other. They're facing each other, but they're not entwined. There's no implication that they've had intercourse or are going to. No, not at all. So I think these vampires don't do
1: that. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, it seems that their relationship is just more on a emotional intimacy yeah. kind of level yeah. than anything sexual.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's holed up in his apartment making music that he doesn't want anyone else to hear. <laughs> and we get... This movie, okay, this movie kind of pissed me off.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay, tell me why.
0: For, for, okay, apparently Jim Jarmusch does not believe in Chekhov's gun. Ah, okay. Because we get, that's just one, one of the things that pissed me off, because we get what appears to be a Chekhov's gun. He has commissioned a special wooden bullet to be made, made from the hardest wood you can get, and he has a gun to put this bullet in, but it never gets used, not on himself, not on somebody else. Nobody else picks it up. It, 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 the implication, well, not implication, they come right out and show it. He's gotten this bullet on spec, thinking he might want to end it all at some point. He's got it just so he has it if he just can't take it anymore. And uh, Eve, when she finds it, confronts him about it. But he doesn't use it on himself. He doesn't use it on anyone else. No one else uses it on him. She finds it and brings it up, and then it goes away. And we never see it again. And uh, that is not how you implement Chekhov's gun.
1: So, okay. So I have an interesting and slightly different take because I was a bit upset about that. It's the entire movie. He never shot it. I was expecting him to mm-hmm. maybe shoot Ava, Eve's sister, because of what she yes, did later on in the movie. That,
0: that was a perfect I, opportunity.
1: I felt so too. Um, however, near the end of the movie... What, what I think uh, Jim Jarmusch was going for was like a reverse gotcha sort of Chekhov's gun because at the end of the movie, after Adam leaves and he goes to Tangier with Eve, she gives him a lute made of the same wood as the bullet. So I think he was going for some sort of metaphorical, oh, this thing that he wanted to use to kill himself is actually something that can give him new life somewhere else or something like that, man. I, I'm i not going to pretend that I'm that smart to know, but I did catch that the loot was made of the same exact wood as the uh-huh. bullet in the beginning. So while right. he did, does... yeah, he didn't shoot himself with the bullet. He does use the loot made of the same material later on. Okay. So maybe that's
0: something. <laughs> so maybe it's just Chekhov's wood and not Chekhov's gun. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they do They do mention that they make guitars out of it. Poor Ian. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, So, uh, yeah, she comes to visit and finds out he's depressed, uh, introduces him to blood popsicles, which I'm having trouble believing they had not thought of that until now. Yeah, that is a bit odd. (laughs) Until, uh, Until 2013, that was the first time it occurred to them to make popsicles out of blood. I would think the first time they saw a popsicle, they would have said, huh.
1: Yeah, maybe we should try that out. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and there's this kid, Ian, who he pays to do stuff for him. He finds him rare instruments. He's supposed to keep the rock and roll kids away from his door.
1: Yeah, he's like his just one and only friend that he has and uh, pays him and hires him to run errands.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the Eve comes to visit... They just sort of hang out, and they go for a couple of drives around Detroit. That's where it takes place. She's been living in Tangiers. He's mm. living in Detroit. They talk on the phone, and she realizes he's depressed, so she comes to visit. Says goodbye to William Hurt, who is playing Marlo. Uh, which fucking Marlo is he? Kit. Christopher, Kit Marlo.
1: Christopher. Yeah, Christopher Marlo. Christopher.
0: Christopher Christopher Marlowe. We'll get to that bullshit in a second.
1: Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that's the other thing that pissed me off. Gotcha. And then, and everybody's been having dreams about Eve's sister, Ava, who then shows up, apparently has been trying to track them down, and I guess was able to do that through her dreams. Yeah. Yeah, Through uh, their
1: dreams? Kind of implied that there are just these other supernatural powers that these vampires have, but it never goes into explaining it. It just kind of is a thing, which I like. I like a bit more of showing than telling, and just like, Yeah. yeah, this exists. We don't have to talk about it, because we kind yeah. of already know about it. Yeah, they so, all yeah.
0: indicate that oh when we're all having dreams about her she must be looking for us. Mm-hmm. And somehow this means that she is able to track them down. And she did something that pissed them all off years ago. They don't go into what it was. But then she does if not the same thing, something similar to yeah. do it again cuz she uh they all go out with Ian who happens to stop by Go out to a, a bar, listen to the band playing themselves, the White Hills. Yep. And then come back to the. Oh, and there's a guy there. I kept thinking maybe this is where the gun will come in. Maybe this guy is somebody. Ian does a little business with another guy who seems to be kind of giving Adam the side eye or Adam's giving him the side eye. But that doesn't. Nothing comes of that.
1: Yeah. It looked like uh. maybe that was.
0: I thought he was a vampire, maybe, and that was going to be some source of conflict but nope
1: yeah i had two thoughts about that scene and it was one either that guy's a vampire or two ian has been selling uh copies of adam's music to yeah other people and djs on down low and adam kind of caught him in it yes
0: his music keeps getting out somehow and it's got to be Ian.
1: Yeah. But Ian acts
0: like I would never do that. And he sells this guy a black album with a black label with absolutely no text on it, and also high grain count in the vinyl or something. I don't know anything yeah. about about vinyl. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But it, they indicate it's a high quality. The actual vinyl itself is high quality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The and yeah, we hear some of. Adam's music in that club while they're there so if he has caught him at it he doesn't say anything about it
1: no I don't know I I feel like while he doesn't want his music out there he also secretly does it's so weird how yeah uh, because
0: he gave years ago he gave Schubert one of his quartets or something just to get it out there asked Schubert to release it under his own name
1: yes yeah he's a weirdo he's a weird artist (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and uh, they drink some of the good stuff out of a flask and won't let Ian have any. And they go back home, and Ava is all over poor Ian. And Adam is like, eh, it's time for you to go home, Ian. And uh, she's oh, just let him finish his beer. So they go off to bed like a couple of dum-dums. They should have known, really, <laughs> what Ava was going to do. He yeah. should have made sure he saw Ian leave. But they don't, and they get up the next morning, and she has. You, you drank, Ian?
1: Oh yeah, Ian did not make it home. He yeah, he was just a Capri on to this <laughs> young vampire. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it all happens bloodlessly off camera. Yeah. So yeah. they get they get upset and throw her out and dispose of the body. But then they decide they got to leave town. I would think they'd be used to dealing with this kind of thing, uh, but they
1: decide. Man, in the 21st century, I'm not sure. Like, I'm I'm under the assumption that they evolved with the times, and they kind of stopped mm. with uh, the hunt and the murdering people. So we yeah. haven't needed to discard of a body, but because... Well, were... he, he knew where to dump him, where he was going to dissolve almost That's, instantly. That is true. <laughs> but may, maybe it's because, I mean, they even said it in the movie, it's like there are people who can place us with him, yes night. we were so, all
0: yes we were they were all out together at a club full of people yep so, so yeah. if ian has any if ian has anybody that's looking for him uh they can track it back to
1: them so exactly. they just go
0: all the way to tangier's to get away from that
1: yep which is a good thing for adam having not really left detroit uh yeah. but man when they get to tangier's it is not looking good they are both no Completely depleted of any supply of blood that they've had because Ava had drunk all of it. That's right. And they are sick and dying from what it looks like for as much as a vampire can look sick and dying.
0: And Eve says, Don't worry, kids, we'll have good stuff for us when we get there. But he doesn't. He is suffering because he drank some bad stuff. They mentioned a few times that there's a lot of blood that's contaminated. But they don't say specifically what by.
1: Yeah, like there is no implication of what it is, drugs, alcohol, or maybe like diseases or something like that. Yeah. I mean, if
0: they got through the
1: plague years. uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what my issue is.
1: It's like, yeah, what is it that you haven't already dealt with before? Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: But whatever it is, Kit has gotten a hold of some of it and he is sick and dying after all these years. And he's got some helper, some human helper, who seems to know what's going on. And she knew Eve. We saw him earlier, mm-hmm. and he he himself is is a writer who Kit assures us is good. So here's the other thing that pisses me off: Jim Jarmouche apparently subscribes to the Marlovian theory of Shakespearean authorship, mm. and that is just some bullshit.
1: Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny when he mentioned uh that he wrote Hamlet and I'm like, "All right, yeah. so we're going in that direction." I yeah. see.
0: And I didn't catch at first that he was Marlowe. I thought he was Shakespeare. I was I guess I wasn't paying close enough attention. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized he was Marlowe, I was like, "Oh, no. Fuck that. Fuck that shit." Well, she's reading some Shakespeare at some point and then and says, "Oh, Marlowe." So, yeah. I just there's Marlowe died. Two months before Shakespeare's first thing was ever published, Mm -hmm. which for some people is the evidence that Marlowe was Shakespeare. I don't see how that follows, but they're like, oh, isn't it odd that he that Shakespeare had nothing published in his name until after Marlowe died? I'm like, what? Yeah, man.
1: Correlation isn't causation. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, how many other people didn't have anything published until after Marlowe died? Yeah, right. But it, it, that's the
1: <laughs> exact same assumption.
0: These people, uh, though, believe that Marlowe faked his death for whatever reason and then got this patsy Shakespeare to publish his stuff because for whatever reason he'd faked his death, it wasn't enough to keep him from writing. And all of the, there's other Shakespeare isn't Shakespeare theories, and I think they're all just based on snobbery just this this disbelief that a simple lower class guy could be a genius so they got to come up with some bullshit to explain it yeah and, and it's
1: so weird it
0: it's all just elitism and snobbery and and apparently though if you you know a, a close analysis of their work might indicate that Shakespeare was influenced by Marlowe but not that it's uh, the same person <laughs> There's right. a lot of things that, just looking at the work itself, there's a lot of stuff that shows that they're two different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's p- perfectly natural that Marlowe, given the period, that Marlowe would have had an influence on Shakespeare.
1: Yes. yes. No, the,
0: the dying might be, oh, I've been thinking about writing for a long time, and now my hero Marlowe is dead. I should I should pick up the... <laughs> The slack. I should do that. I shouldn't wait till it's too late. Maybe it was Marlowe's death that inspired him to finally write something. Right. Who knows?
1: Yeah. So knows. anyway,
0: yeah. But that, that pissed me off because I just, uh, I don't subscribe to any of those theories.
1: Yeah. I just kind of rolled my eyes at it and just said, yeah. all right, so this is what we're going to do with this movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of kind of heavy handed references to Marlowe in the film like uh like adam's undercover identity when he goes to the hospital as dr faust that's yeah proof that adam does have heroes because he mentions in the movie that he doesn't have any heroes right um
0: yes she says your hero Marlowe says hello and he's like i don't i don't have heroes but then he mentions all these scientists that he apparently admires
1: yes scientists writers artists that he admires and just won't admit that he looks up to
0: Yes, and there's all these pictures of people like Poe and Tesla, and, and he appears to have recreated some of Tesla's work or completed some of Tesla's work. When the power goes out, he's got an energy thing under the floorboards that just absorbs energy from the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, which is a thing that Tesla was was working on. That part kind of bugged me, too, when he was um, complaining about... Uh, she says something about the scientists and he's like, yeah, look what they did to the scientists. And then he mentions four or five guys that got screwed. And I'm like, you know, there's millions of scientists in the yeah. world, right? So many there's other been, dudes
1: that got their due yeah. and the respect, but man, you picked the there's, five guys that just got right. screwed.
0: There's been a lot of, a lot of them alive now doing stuff. <laughs> a lot of them throughout history who did important stuff. They didn't all get shit on. Yeah. So uh but he's also complaining that and look what's happened, what look what's been done with their science. And I'm like, well, you know, people have a longer lifespan now. Uh, yeah. we've cured like, all kinds of diseases, uh you don't whatever. die just from drinking the water. Well, in some places you can die from just drinking the water, but oh yeah. We know what to do. Mm-hmm. we know what to do about it now. So uh yeah, I think he's just in a grumpy mood. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. He he is quite a sad and uh pessimistic character. Yeah. That's just kind of his whole shtick. Uh <laughs> but yeah, after Marlowe dies right there at the end of the movie and they have no more good stuff, they are just at a loss for a bit. They see some music that inspires Adam for what it's worth, I guess, you know, being holed up and yeah. he hasn't seen much and he's getting inspired again. Uh but They need to feed. Oh, he's still grumpy
0: about that, though. Yes. He's still he's because uh, Eve is like, oh, yeah, she's good. She's going to be famous. And he's like, oh, God, I hope not, because, you know, that's just the worst thing that can happen to an artist is that they become famous.
1: Yeah, it's like such pessimistic take on uh, art in general, which I mean, you know, make art for art's (laughs) sake and not for, you know, that popularity and that fame, but if it comes your way, I mean, awesome. How horrible
0: to make a living doing
1: what you enjoy. Exactly, man.
0: Because, you know, everybody's got to eat. And if yeah. you can eat eat from making your art, that's not the worst thing that could happen to you. Yeah, and he has... It's up to you to stay on top of it and not let it get away from you. But
1: Yeah, and that's like his whole worldview. Mm-hmm while Eves is very much of a lighter more optimistic take but yeah right there at the end they he's all pissy about someone who might make it big that he thinks is too good to be famous uh whatever the hell that means and they're down on their luck don't know what to do and they see a young couple in love and just resort back to that uh Primal, vampiric... Yes. ...sort of notion.
0: It's very 15th century, but what choice do we have? Right. Uh, They do... uh, They do decide, or they, they say they're going to just turn them, though, not drain
1: them completely and kill them. Right. Which... I mean, sure, uh, but it, it could create more problems in the long run. It's, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. now you've got yeah two vampire couples in town that need to feed, and yep, well, and you're
0: responsible for them.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah, you are responsible for those people or vampires now. So, uh, oh well, but yeah, the movie ends with them baring their teeth, about to yeah chomp this couple, and that's yeah. it. So um, we get two more implied bites that happen off screen Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. or or just don't happen because the movie's over
1: right (laughs) a very little violence uh no like not really much blood coming out of anyone it's like you get a couple hospital scenes or like someone paper cut themselves to sort of show that oh yeah there's that vampiric thirst still within them they're not and a little uh
0: some poured into some glasses and Mm -hmm. sipped out of the flask and of course the popsicles
1: yep and then only one death in the movie as far as, uh, or I guess two deaths because Marlowe dies, but uh, yes, one death by vampire that we see. Yes. Yeah.
0: I do think it's all well made. It's all very professionally done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I and think it's I very enjoyed well shot. It. I enjoyed it as I was watching it. I just, once it was all over, I was like, oh, okay. That's it then.
1: You know, after I <laughs> finished- It's
0: a mood piece,
1: Yes, yes, it's very much a mood piece. Um, After I finished the movie, it just made me, like, I thought a little bit, I'm like, okay, well, what was that about? And I guess my conclusion of it is just the human experience. You know, it's kind of like, what are we doing here? And yeah. uh, Adam and it's Eve are just slice a of, uh, slice of existentialism, really. That's all yeah. it is. And um, it's,
0: a, it's kind of a little slice of
1: life or slice of undead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I-, I thought it was a rather good movie. I had a lot of fun watching it. I thought it was nice after I was done with it. I just li- I liked the relationship the two vampires had. I felt like their struggles were very much human struggles, despite them being vampires. Uh, but yeah, there were a couple issues with uh, the movie. Hmm. It-, it took some liberties with its own uh, fiction that it was creating, for sure. Oh, the other thing I wrote down was gloves. Yeah, apparently they're sensitive to touch
0: or. I don't know. They wear gloves. They appear to wear gloves most of the time when they're out of the house. Mm -hmm. And twice when Eve enters the house and when Ava enters the house, they kind of hold out their hands and say, May I? before taking off their gloves. Yeah. He never does tell Ava that she may, but she takes them off anyway. So that was just a weird little bit of vampirism that was not ever explained.
1: Yeah, What that was about. Maybe it's just some of those uh, more supernatural powers that they have that um, Mm -hmm. maybe it's like tied to emotions or something like that. Or maybe they just wear them out in public because they're a bit cold to the touch and... That would probably scare the hell out of somebody. If I yeah. don't know, I just thought the whole thing of asking permission first was odd. Yeah, um, it definitely was a bit weird, and it's like, like he even, just
0: wanted to create a random bit of vampire culture and then just puts it there without explaining it
1: at all. Yeah, it's like the dream thing I kind so, of got, but the the glove thing was a bit odd to me. Um, I still don't 100% fully understand. And I probably won't. Um, I'm not sure if I'll watch this movie again. <laughs> I mean, I might, but not anytime soon.
0: Well, if I ever meet Jim Jarmusch, I'm going to say, hey, what's the deal with the gloves? Yeah, man, tell me what that was about. <laughs> I'd be like, out of all my work, that's what you want to know? Yeah. Yep. What's that's with the gloves. That's the one question. Um, also, also, fuck you, Shakespeare is Shakespeare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm not sure. Now, you, uh, you, you said that you found this movie because of an episode of What We Do in the Shadows?
0: Yes, there's an episode of What We Do in the Shadows where they're taken before the Vampire Council. And the Vampire Council is all actors who have played vampires, and they're all using their own names. So it's Tilda Swinton and... Paul Rubens and oh, what's his name? Machete,
1: uh, uh, Danny Trejo,
0: Danny Trejo, uh, somebody else that I didn't recognize. I can't remember now who it was. Yeah. I can't think
1: of too many. I do know. And they
0: mention and they, they Skype in Wesley Snipes and they, and they, uh, call him the Daywalker. and they yep. mentioned Tom and Brad.
1: Yeah. So uh, it'd be
0: Tom, Tom Cruise and, and, uh, Brad Pitt.
1: Yeah. Interview with the vampire. Uh, um, yeah. And then Taika Waititi is there as well as Jermaine Clements from the movie.
0: Right. Yes.
1: Now, whenever I. Uh, watch known members episode... of the council
0: Tilda Brad. Deacon Bruckle? Evan Kiefer? Paul Rob? Tom Vigo? Vladislav? Some of these I think are known members. Of the- I'm looking at a list of known members of the council, but it's also. Well, maybe they become members. Maybe Nandor and and Colin become. Members
1: spoilers. I haven't gotten that. So far. anyway,
0: yeah, I haven't either. So I i looked up till so after watching this, uh, I mean, I I recognized that at least two of them were uh, in vampire movies, and I looked up Tilda Swinton to see what movie she had played a vampire in. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up at this movie, and it happened. And it's on HBO Max, so I thought, well, what the hell? We'll put it on the the list.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Uh I remember watching that episode and I knew that most of them played vampires in movies. I just didn't think to uh to look up what Tilda was in or what Danny Trejo was in <laughs> where he was a vampire.
0: He's in From Dusk Till Dawn.
1: That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um and I think yeah. he's
0: in more I think he might be in more than one of them. Okay.
1: Yeah, I just thought that it was and, a very uh, funny uh, Paul, joke.
0: Paul Rubens <laughs> Yeah, no, they were all chosen because they had played vampires. Okay. But, yeah, the implication is that they've played vampires because they actually are vampires. Paul Rubens was in the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. playing, like, the second vampire, the second-in-command vampire. And in that episode, he's he looks like he does—he has a goatee and long hair in the movie, and he has that same look— in the episode. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't, if you've never seen the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you've got to see it. It's a very different performance by Paul Rubens than what you're used to seeing. Yeah. I'll probably have to check uh, that out. Paul, Boys and girls, Paul Rubens is better known as Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> so there we go. That's how I came around to this movie. And that's why I ended up watching it. Tilda Swinton is certainly very suited to playing a vampire.
1: Yes, she is. And Tom Hiddleston, I think, pulls <laughs> off the very sad and depressed vampire quite well. Much better than Robert Pattinson could ever have done in Twilight, given what he was given.
0: <laughs> uh, don't, we will never do the Twilight movies
1: on this show. Oh, thank goodness.
0: Never, never, <laughs> never. And uh, I don't know if it's come up on this show, but I did not enjoy the Batman. It was exactly... Uh-huh. The Batman I was afraid of when they first announced that Robert Pattinson was going to be playing Batman. Wow. It was exactly what I... I had some hopes that it, I would be surprised, but it was exactly what
1: I expected in the worst way possible. So I loved the movie because it was what I was expecting. It was what <laughs> I was hoping for in the Batman movie. So... Oof. Yeah. Uh, Oof.
0: I... No, I just... Just... Uh, I didn't like anything about it except Zoe, who you can't have chemistry just by yourself. But by God, she was giving it her all. That's fair. <laughs> but you, you fair. can't you can't do you can't do it alone. Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, I don't. I don't need the depressed Bruce Wayne. I don't need uh, smells bad Bruce Wayne because he won't even take a shower and do the Bruce Wayne stuff. <sighs> he also doesn't solve anything. Everybody else figures stuff out for him. The best part was when uh, the Penguin starts yelling at them for their
1: bad Spanish. Yeah, that was a good part. That was very funny.
0: I enjoyed that moment, but uh, no, I didn't care for it. I didn't like what they did with the Riddler. Uh, I just, no, I did not care for it.
1: But, I got gotcha. uh, you. They, gotcha.
0: don't, they, don't they don't make Batman for me anymore. <laughs> it's not for me. They don't make Superman oh. for me either. What am I going to do? What am I going to oh, well. do? Well... Uh, <laughs> All right, I think that will wrap it up for uh, this episode, Caleb. Unless you have any final...
1: I, I don't think that I really have anything else. Okay, yeah, I'm spent. <laughs> if you're interested
0: in this movie, it is on HBO Max. So a lot of the movies we watch here uh, come on, are on HBO Max. Just a coincidence, we don't have a deal with them or anything. Uh we'll be back tomorrow with another movie in our thirty-one days of horror. But uh thanks once again. Uh Caleb, you got anything going on you want to tell us about? Any uh link any socials you want to share or anything?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can find me at Caleb Mendes Art on Instagram or at CalebMendesArt.com. dot com. It's my website. Uh those are really the only two things that you can find me on. If you need me on anything else, no you don't. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, thanks, Caleb. Maybe next year you can come back and we'll talk about Jim Jarmusch's other horror movie that's an actual horror movie,
1: The Dead Don't Die. You got it.
0: (laughs) Until next time, remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements. Whatever you do, do not misuse science. I will not see you, but you will hear me next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg. <laughs>